Welcome back to the Mullen Center here in Amherst, Massachusetts. Our score after two periods of play is Merrimack 1 and 7th ranked UMass 1. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Tonight's second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Our guest here, uh, second intermission, Mike McMahon from the Mac Report. Also, the Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News, and NeutralZone.net. Mike, your thoughts through two periods of play here. Warriors again in hockey. Hockey's play continue to play pretty well against a pretty good team. Um, 1-1 through two periods. Uh, How do you see the game? One of the better games they've played this year, for sure. I I think, as far as road games go, this is right up there with probably the Holy Cross game as far as one of the better road games they've played. Uh, These these are points that, if you can take points here, uh, I think I wrote something two weeks ago, before the Northeastern series that a lot of what is going to determine whether or not they make the playoffs is how they do against the teams that are kind of tiered with them as, as a, one of those teams fighting for one of those last playoff spots. But any points you can take from a team like UMass, which is probably going to be in the top four, is kind of a bonus. And to do it on the road is even a bigger even a bigger bonus. So uh, I think there are two periods. This has been one of the better games we've seen them play this year. I think once they got into hockey's play, their, their play has been pretty solid. I mean, every game they played, uh, you know, I guess you could say maybe the 3-1 game at Northeastern is the only one that felt, like, yeah, felt like maybe it was a little bit getting away from them, but you know, then again, you look at it and you say, "Geez, at even strength, uh, you know, it was an even game. They didn't give up any goals. They only gave up one goal the whole weekend last weekend at even strength." Yeah, yeah, and that's that's been something that's really been improved. Uh, I think over last year for sure. So it was like that Wisconsin game, the eleven goals yeah. on twenty shots or whatever, a long time ago. Yeah, it does feel like it was a long time ago. Unfortunately, that'll skew some of the numbers. I think for a little bit here until they can get a little deeper into the year. But yeah, it, it's been really good, and the penalty kill's been better. Penalty, penalty kill's been good tonight. Uh, which is important because they got a really good power play. Uh, so I think the fact that they've held UMass to one goal through two periods, this is a UMass team that's been pumping in goals. Uh, and also, too, you look at the shot differential, it's 20 to 19, 22 to 19. Uh, UMass has shot differential over the course of the year so far. I think averaging coming into this game was like 36 23. They've been out shooting teams by a ton. So you've kept it pretty, possessionally, you've kept the game pretty even, and, and you're even in the scoreboard after two periods. So I think this, this is just what you want. If you could have. If you could have written the game up before the game, if you're Merrimack, this is exactly the position you want to be in going into the third. Yeah, the big question, obviously, we're talking about is going to be third period. You know, that's where UMass has put teams away here uh, this season. You know, they've been that team that other teams have been able to hang around through two periods, but then UMass blows the doors off them in the third period, and you know that's what they were able to do against BU last weekend, for example. Um, you know, in winning a game, and they almost came back to win the game on Friday as well. But so that that'll be really interesting to see what happens with what this young Merrimack team is able to do here in the third period coming up, uh, as well as tomorrow night, but uh, one, a lot of, as we mentioned, there's an awful lot of things that are going on. Uh, NLI, National Letter of Intent period, uh, is uh, is underway and players can sign. And uh, certainly some big some big commitments, some big signings uh, for Merrimack for next season and beyond. Uh, yeah, and the biggest one was this week. They found out that Alex Jeffries was going to sign his NLI. Uh, that's a big story, and, and we'll be writing on that more. I think once the NLI is processed and, uh, and he can officially talk about it, it's something that I'll, I'll probably do a story on, but uh, he had a full scholarship offer from Boston College as of two weeks ago. Uh, been, I assume the same from Merrimack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would assume so, too. Uh, but he'd been, he'd been committed to Merrimack for the last two and a half years, or a little over two years. And uh, then, you know, right before NLI period started, according to the New England Hockey Journal, Boston College offered him a full scholarship. I think most kids in his position uh, probably would have taken the full from BC. Uh, everything I've heard about Alex Jeffries is that he, he 
he's his own person and he's not going to be influenced by things around him and what other people may do. He's going to do what's best for him. And uh, I thought it was a good sign when, when he didn't immediately decommit, it was a good sign. He was being reported that in some cases that he had and yeah, in that, was that, that he was going to. And I think and, and I a think, lot of people assumed that would happen. And I think that where that came from is a lot of people assuming, oh, well, you got a full scholarship ball from BC, you're decommitting from Merriman. I, mean, I, I, think, I think there was a lot of people that jumped the gun in, in assuming that was going to happen. Uh, but no, he, he never decommitted. He, he stayed within. Uh, I, I think it tells you a lot about him that, hey, he, he committed two years ago. It, it's easy, I think. The easy option is to take the full scholarship from BC. Nobody would have said that that was the wrong move. Uh, everybody everybody would have told him that that was the right move. I think he's choosing the move that he thinks right that's right for him. And, uh, you know, I kind of compare it to, uh, and I think Scott Bork did before the game, or, or I think he's, he's compared it, to, I'm sure he's compared it like this because it's kind of the same situation, but kind of like Kel McCarr here at UMass. Right. He had opportunities to go elsewhere. You know, when he blew up in the Alberta Junior Hockey League his last year, uh, he had plenty of opportunities to go anywhere else he wanted to go, and, and, he's, and he decided to come to UMass, and he, he changed the face. I mean, and a lot of guys did, but he, he really changed the face of their program. He was the face of that team that went to the Frozen Four last year. So will Alex Jeffries be the same thing? Who knows? I mean, you don't want to put too much pressure on anybody and say, hey, you're going to the Frozen Four because of one guy. Uh, but but can he be a guy that can come in and kind of change the change the narrative, I think, around the program? Yeah, because he's going to be one of the top players in prep hockey, if not the best player in, in prep hockey this year. Uh, he's going to have a lot of NHL attention. He will get drafted. It's just a matter of what round. And, and a lot of people that I've talked to think he might be uh, the, the highest pick in Merrimack history is 61st overall, Jim Haribnak. And uh, I've talked to a couple of NHL scouts who think that he could go higher than that. Uh, maybe as high as the second round. So It is interesting because, you know, you mentioned McCarr, and I was starting to think about that as well. You know, a kid who, you know, committed back when nobody was really paying attention to him and, you know, committed to a school that uh, some people would say, you know, that, you know, UMass at the time certainly was was struggling. You know, Merrimack at this time is trying to get back to where they were and so on. And, uh, you know, and, and has an opportunity then you know, as he develops, becomes, a, you know, better and better of a player and more attention and, and uh, you know, and, and has an opportunity. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's breaking his door down, you know. And But he says, no, you know, I made this commitment here. I'm sticking with it. You saw that with McCarr, and you see that again in this case. Uh, that has to mean a lot in, in these days, right? I, th- I think it does, yeah. I think it definitely does. Because, uh, like I said, you know, the easy decision would be to, to go in the other direction. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what he does his first year. You know, it's a big jump prep school to college hockey. And a prime example is Jay O'Brien of Providence. So first question, does he come in then next year? Does he go right oh, yeah. from prep to college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Uh, and we saw Jay O'Brien do that a couple of years ago at Providence. Had 85 points, I think, his last year at Thayer and played one year and went back to juniors and now he's going to be you. So, uh, you know, it's a big jump. It's a big jump. But I think people, and I think the coaching staff here will be, and I think, you know, it's not not fair to put too much pressure on, on one player early on. So you're going to have to be patient, especially because he's taking he's going to be taking a big step next year going from prep school right into college hockey. It's a big jump. Uh, and he'll, he'll probably get some time with Dubuque at the end of the prep season out in the USHL, but, uh, you know, it's a big jump. So it, it'll be very interesting to see how he does because, like I said, you know, there's there's plenty of guys that have come in and struggled with it, but there's also guys that have come in from prep hockey and have been the, the exact same player they were in prep. And like I said, he's going to be probably the best player in prep this winter. Uh, what kind of a player is he? You know, uh, what can we expect? Have you had a chance to see him? Uh, I, I've seen him a couple of times. Uh, so it's in the, the two times that I've seen him, he, he kind of can do it all. He, he can set up other guys if he has to. Uh, he can score goals if he has to. Uh, I think he's got a really good shot. Uh, probably, you know, like any kid his age needs to get a little stronger, uh, which he will. 
but uh, he's a you know, just 18 year old kid, 17 year old kid. He, any kid that age going into college hockey playing against 24 year olds, you're gonna have to get stronger. But uh, I think his skill level is is off the chart, and he he's a hard worker too. So he's not like sometimes you got guys that are, that are really skilled players that aren't maybe the hardest working players on the ice. He's generally the hardest working player on the ice as well as generally being the most skilled guy on the ice. So it's a good combination to have. All right, third period coming up here. One to one Warriors on the brink here and going into the third period. But as we said, you know we know that you know UMass has been able to find a way in third periods this season. So what does Merrimack, they have to know that. What do they have to do to counter it here in the third? I think it's got to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, what they've been doing in the first 40 minutes has worked. Uh, I think they've taken away a lot of what UMass wants to do. They've stretched the ice a little bit. They opened things up. They've attacked them. I mean, I think that's the big thing is they've attacked them. And a lot of teams, when you're facing a juggernaut like UMass has been offensively, it's easy for teams to kind of pack things in and go into a shell and try to defend. I think you've seen Merrimack attack them. And not run and gun, not like trade and chances up and down the ice sheet because you don't want to do that. Uh, but they've they've taken opportunities to attack them when the opportunities have been there, and, and they've had the puck. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. We appreciate it, folks. Check out his work at themacreport.com. I think your story will be in the Eagle Tribune tomorrow as well, right? It will be. All right, the Eagle Tribune, or if you're not within uh, delivery, the delivery area, uh, eagletribune.com, also neutralzone.net, and collegehockeynews.com. Thanks again, Mike. We'll talk to you again uh, probably tomorrow night. <laughs> Sounds good, thanks. All right, that's Mike McMahon. The score here is Merrimack 1 and UMass 1. We'll be back with a recap of the game to this point and the third period of play. Uh, to the Mullen Center here in Amherst. Again, the score is 1-1. to You're listening to Warrior Hockey.